Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. When will Elizabeth Warren stop? And when will the media stop? When can we all stop this story about the fact that Elizabeth Warren is a liar? She's been a liar her entire professional career. But she didn't do the jo- do the lie to get the job to feed her family. No, she did it for the social advancement. She did it so she could call herself something and give herself title and prestige unearned. You see, this story brings out a lot about what people have done in order to live their lives. I'll give you I'll give you my story. But Elizabeth Warren is a liar. She's always been a liar. And this story has not changed now that she admits even though she thinks she's admitted something else that she's not Native American. She's never been Native American. And the people who believed her about being Native American are ridiculous nonsense fools. Welcome everybody. Tony Katz today. Great to be with you. I am Tony Katz 833 Got Tony is the number, 833-468-8669. We even stream the show from time to time. We're doing so right now, facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. Elizabeth Warren has made the claim repeatedly in her life that she is Native American over and over again. It's a story that was passed down throughout the generations. It went from her great-great-grandmother to her great-grandmother to her grandmother to her mother to her a story of love and intrigue forbidden love even not just everyday love forbidden love do you want to hear about that forbidden love here in elizabeth warren's own words my daddy always said he fell head over heels in love with my mother the first time he saw her But my daddy's parents, the Herrings, were bitterly opposed to their marrying because my mother's family, the Reeds, was part Native American. This sort of discrimination was common at the time. So when my mama was 19 and my daddy was 20, they eloped. And together they built a family, my three older brothers and me. See, mom was a squaw, but dad was racist. What am I? It's insane. There is literally no amount of insult that Elizabeth Warren isn't doing throughout her entire career on this subject. No wonder Native Americans are so unbelievably pissed. They are. They are. This this is a a a uh, a statement from what is this Cherokee Nation? Right here, Cherokee Nation Secretary of State Chuck Hoskin. Uh, issued the following statement Monday in response to Senator, Senator Elizabeth Warren's DNA test claiming Native heritage. And by the way, we should be clear. The Native heritage that it claims is that she's one, a 1,024th Native American, but not Native American. No, no, no. Peruvian or Colombian. No, 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 no. Don't tell me, well, Tony, if you go back, shut your face. She made the claim of Cherokee, and I want to see Cherokee. You know what? She doesn't even drive a Jeep. It's just, it's, but it's everything about her is a lie. Don't tell me it's terrible, producer Ari. It's nonsense. He cited her lack of driving a Jeep. <laughs> I mean, 
mean, that's how little Cherokee there is. My goodness. This is, but this is, uh, this is Senator Warren. Uh, this is the uh, Cherokee Nation Secretary of State responding. A DNA test is useless to determine tribal citizenship. Current DNA tests do not even distinguish, he says, whether a person's ancestors were indigenous to North or South America. Sovereign tribal nations set their own legal requirements for citizenship. I didn't know that, actually. And while DNA tests can be used to determine lineage, such as paternity to an individual, it is not evidence for tribal affiliation. Using a DNA test to lay claim to any connection to the Cherokee Nation or any tribal nation, even vaguely, is inappropriate and wrong. It makes a mockery out of DNA tests and is legit and its legitimate uses while also dishonoring legitimate tribal governments and their citizens, whose ancestors are well documented and whose heritage is proven. Senator Warren is undermining tribal interests with her continued claims of tribal heritage. Damn! You might as well just punch her directly in the nose. That's how rough and tumble that is. Now, I want, I started by saying, uh, you know, sometimes people do lie on a resume. When I got my first job, first two jobs, maybe first three, um, people, uh, where'd you go to college? Arizona State. What what years? Um, uh, uh, ended in, in 92. I always said it that way. Now, the, for the first time, I may have flat out uh, not told the truth because I never graduated college. Never graduated college. Just it didn't happen. The money was tight. It was needed elsewhere, and I, I didn't graduate. I have no college degree. Self-made man, uh, but I, I don't. But on that first job, did I did I say I did? Yeah, probably did. You go, go back and sue me. I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, I, I was starting a uh, starting a, a relationship, starting with a, a, a possibly a, a family, uh, and uh, needed the job. I am not the first. I am not the last. And you can say to me, hey, man, that's wrong. You can't say you had a a college degree. What I usually did is I didn't answer the question in full. They would say uh, college, Arizona State University, 1992. (laughs) That's that's what I put. And I left it at that. And you know who questioned it? Nobody. Oh, you went to Arizona State. Yes, I did, which was an honest answer to the question. I moved on. You know what you don't do today? You don't say, oh, yeah, I'm a college graduate. You're not a college graduate, Tony. Yes, that's why I say I'm not a college graduate. I went to Arizona State University. That's where I went. I don't even I don't even know if I can consider myself a sun devil. But to get those first jobs, absolutely I did. You know what I didn't say? I didn't say I was part Native American so I could get hired onto the staff at Harvard and they would call me the first woman of color. I would be like, whoa, whoa, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, people. Hey, funny story how this happened. I, I just I just wanted people to like me. So that's that's what I said. What the hell? What the hell is this? And why is it that she is still going down the line saying, you see? Proves that I was right all along. No, it doesn't. There is no objectionable standard that Elizabeth Warren or her family or anybody can use to allow her to make the claim that she's Native American. It's impossible. It can't be done. 
yet the media went out of their way to try and engage this story yesterday. As, oh, uh, she was right. uh, Well, I guess everybody owes her an apology. Nobody owes her an apology. She owes the apology. If you did something as a young person, and you did it wrong, okay. You see, I don't think that we should be um, somehow uh, forbidden of for, for getting better because of the, the misses of our past. I made mistakes. I didn't do many things right. I have taken a long look at my life many times. But what I did... I at least owe up to. Yeah, I did that. What she's saying is not only will she not owe up to it, how dare you not recognize how right she was. She's not right. Elizabeth Warren is freaking obscene. She's obscene on this subject. It's disgusting and it is despicable and it is wrong on every single level. It's... it's. What she did isn't, hey, I need to get a job. What she did is, hey, I'm going to pretend to be someone else altogether so I can get social advancement. And then she doubled down and tripled down because she just wouldn't admit, you know what, I said that, but it was just based on a rumor, and I don't know if I I, I really am. It was based on some family lore, and that's it. No, she didn't do that. She isn't being the adult in the room, recognizing the mistakes of her past, of her youth. No. She demands fealty, and she will get none of it. The real issue here is those in the media apparatchik who somehow think she should get a level of fealty, she should get a level of respect, she should be treated with a level of kindness. None of that is true. We want to really get into the history of Native Americans. I don't know if I'm the guy who can do it. But I'll guarantee you this, it isn't fun. And if that's where the whole conversation could lead to, and maybe uh, the, the, uh, a relook at that part of, of, of America, fine. Fine. See, I don't think America's a bad place, but I think America needs to look at uh, who it's been and what it is now, and it's getting the better all the way along the, the, the line. I don't think America should never take a look at slavery. I think America should recognize what slavery was, recognize where we are now, recognize how much better it is, and how much more we can go if we actually decide to go there. Some people only want to look at slavery and say, you, th- this is who you are for the rest of your life. My my family came to the country in the 30s and the 40s. I never owned a slave in my life. I have no white guilt. I have no connection to slavery. I'm never going to be told that I do. I'm not going to buy into that. I will recognize the nation that I love and adore and its history. We should do the same regarding Native Americans. You know what we can't do? Claim that Elizabeth Warren has any connection to Native American history. She doesn't. She does, however, have an unbelievable connection to fiction. I'm Tony Katz. And here it goes. I'm just a kid and life is a nightmare. I'm just a kid. I know that's not fair. Nobody cares because I'm alone and the world is having more fun than me. Tony Katz. Great to be with you. 833 got Tony. 833 468 
8669. I have no idea why President Trump is referring to Stormy Daniels as horseface. I don't I don't understand. I uh, the tweet. Hello. He puts the tweet out there about the whole lawsuit thing. You know, and and how happy he is that a federal judge has thrown out the uh lawsuit. You know, the defamation suit. He goes, "Great, now I can go after Horseface and her third-rate lawyer in uh in the great state of Texas, she will confirm the letter she signed. She knows nothing about me, a total con. Okay, Avenatti, I get. And I'm not saying you have to like uh, Stormy Daniels, especially if you're Donald Trump and everything that's been said. I'm just, what the, where the hell does horse face come from? I mean, whor- horse face is pretty cold. Horse face is pretty dang chilly, if you ask me. Uh, this right here is is the story, though. Because uh, it's always good when they find the leak. It's always good when they find the leaker. And this is, you know, the whole whole House of Cards story. Do you know the whole House of Cards story? The House of Cards story is just absolutely amazing. So there's a guy by the name of James Wolfe. James Wolfe um, worked with the Senate Intelligence Committee, and he has for years. His job was to maintain the classified information coming from the executive branch presidency to the Senate panel. 29 years as the uh, security director. But he lied to the FBI about contacts he made with reporters about information he had, meaning classified information. One of those was Allie Watkins, who is this 20, she's a 20-something, who was with BuzzFeed and then the New York Times, who he was involved in a sexual relationship with. So basically, Allie Watkins is Zoe Barnes, and and uh, James Wolfe here is... Uh, is Frank Underwood. Oh, yo, it was four seconds away from pushing her in front of the train. Oh, I believe he's a guy who would have done it, too. So he's she's having sex with him for stories because, you know, she's a journalist. Huh, me, too. And and, uh, and and he um is like, wow, look, look how much power I have. Hmm, I guess my time doing P90X must have worked for me just like it did for Paul Ryan. All the ladies love me. You know, the, the, the 20 year old, uh, 20 something year old nerdy types who work in the New York Times. Yes, yes. She doesn't want me for my information. She loves me for me. Finally, finally, I've gotten what I have deserved. She still has a job, by the way. Allie Watkins still has a job, which is an absolute mind scramble. Uh, Wolf? I, I think I think he's going to go to jail. You gave false statements to the FBI. You leaked national security information. Gosh, I mean, I, I hope you go to jail. Right? We, we, we hope he goes to You go to jail for this, don't you? I mean, it's America. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe in America you don't go to jail for this stuff a- anymore. I'm, I'm not sure. Overheard. 
Here's Brian. Well, the science is settled, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. The news is in. Elizabeth Warren is Native American, full-blooded. Well, half-blooded. A quarter? One-tenth? One-sixteenth? Son of a... Here's how the story goes, as passed down by Native Americans from generation to generation. Elizabeth Warren was apparently quite worn out indeed with being ridiculed, shamed, and humiliated. But then, when people started questioning her Native American heritage, well, that's when she really got her feathers in a twist. So she hopped onto 23andMe.com, requested a DNA kit, swabbed her cheeks, sent it back, and the results are in, kids! Here's the question for $100 and your very own authentic Native American headdress graciously provided by the fine people of Sears Roebuck. Is Elizabeth Warren A, one-half Native American, B, one-quarter Native American, C, one, uh, you know what, screw it, we don't have time for this crap here, take the headdress, I'll just tell you, all right? According to the swab test, Elizabeth Warren is anywhere from 1.6% to 0.1% Native American. You know, I'm half scotch. What's the other half? I'm guessing moron. Warren's extensive Native American heritage goes back anywhere from six to ten generations. So, either her great-great-great-great-grandparents or her great-great-great-great-great-great... Hurry up. Hang on, I got two more greats. Great-great-grandparent was Native American. And watch what you say, all right? Because Elizabeth was very close to him. Or her. Naturally, the press immediately called on Donald Trump to apologize for mocking Warren's extensive Native American heritage in the past. That's right, he's the president now. Ha ha! And the Cherokee Nation slammed Warren's DNA test as inappropriate and wrong. That's right, even the Cherokee Nation doesn't want Pocahontas. Why, you ask? Because you're not quite Native American enough. But it's true. You're quasi-Native American. You're semi-Native American. You're the margarine of Native American. You're the Diet Coke of Native American. Just one calorie, not Native American. Enough. Now then, things can get quite confusing from time to time, so let me see if I can give this some context, yes? Let's say Elizabeth Warren is the maximum amount of Native American that she can be according to this highly scientific swab test, 1.6%. Raise your hand if I've lost you already. Y'all with me? Okay. Now then, back in 2015, researchers at 23andMe and Harvard University published the results of a genetic analysis of ancestry among the American people. That study found that the average self-identified black person in America is approximately 80% African and 20% white. You know, I'm half scotch. Well, you're all punts. Now then, if we give Warren the benefit of the doubt and say she's a full 1.6% Native American, and according to the study by 23andMe and Harvard researchers, the average self-identified black in America is 20% white, this would mean that the average black person in America is 12 and a half times more white than Elizabeth Warren is Native American. Or if you're multiplying by the rules of common core math, Elizabeth Warren is 150% Native American. By the way, that study by Harvard and 23andMe also found that the average white person in America is roughly 0.19% African and 0.18% Native American. But Elizabeth Warren is sticking by her guns and she says she's Native American. Therefore, by utilizing the Warren logic, we can now officially conclude that all black people in America are white and all white people are both black and Native American. You know, I'm half scotch. Really? Yeah. The other half is soda. <laughs> no? I'm Brian Baker. Hey, wait a minute. I'm black and Native American? Why am I just figuring this out at the age of 40? You realize the scholarships I missed out on in college? Oh, have a great day.
Producer Brian Baker, thank you. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Everybody is talking about the story of the pig head and the dog. I know the whole pig. I honestly, I've read the story, I've looked at the picture, and I'm like, what what am I missing? Maybe I'm dead inside. Maybe there's just something seriously wrong with me, you know? But this guy is traveling home from I don't even know where, and he's got in his luggage a roasted pig. And some was it his dog or somebody else's dog? It was the airport security dog. It was a beagle. Yeah. A beagle's an airport security dog? He's overachieving. Well, he sniffs it out, and there's this picture of, of the pig. And, and and it's surrounded by foil, and there's a, behind it is the dog basically giving like a thumbs up, you know? And everyone's like, oh, look at the dog. It's so great. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, what, I don't, what am I missing? Why does that story not somehow tickle me? You know? I don't know how we work together. Every Everybody's looking at that story like, oh, it's the greatest story in the world. And I look at that story, and I'm like, yay, I got mail, yay. I, I just... I don't understand it. I wish I did. I wish I did. You think it's because I'm Jewish? Yeah, you're Jewish too. That's true. All right, that's not it. Good. That's good deductive reasoning. That's good logic right there. Luxury jets are getting sold at a record rate, and used luxury jets are getting sold at a record rate. I'm going to connect that to Senator Joe Donnelly of Indiana. It's going to be really interesting. Keep it right here. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. TonyKatz.com for the podcast. All things uh, Tony Katz related. It was an interesting story about luxury jets that I immediately connected to Indiana Democratic Senator Joe Donnelly. And really, Democrats up and down the line who want to engage the idea uh, that the tax cuts signed into law by President Trump did nothing. You know, there's this polling out there that says that uh, Republicans aren't talking about the tax cuts. And it's true, at least, you know, the state, state of Indiana, I think you could say some other places, um, that in, if, if you look at a messaging war, people feel like uh, the, the tax cuts, oh, they only went to, to, to businesses. Right, that's how it got discussed top line, right, by media apparatchik who uh, are opposed to the idea of you being able to keep your own money. Uh, so that's the way they talked about it, and and I don't think that that's wrong in terms of how it's being done nationwide. I think that's actually very very true, but if you were to talk to people on that more personal and granular level, uh, they know they've got more money in each and every paycheck. They may have gotten a bonus, so where they live, they're very very happy. With, with the economic results of the country. And then you have, a, the Democrats have a problem is that they can't 
really aggressively push that idea because then someone's going to say, well, what's your plan for taxes? And we know via Chuck Schumer and via Nancy Pelosi that the plan is to raise taxes. They're going to make the claim that we've exploded deficits. You're not going to get me to disagree about deficit spending, but that, again, is a spending issue overall that both Republicans and Democrats are unbelievably shameful at. We need to reduce spending overall. Therefore, we won't have the deficits. Therefore, we can continue to have tax cuts. But if anything else, you have tax cuts because, government, it's not your money. It's our money. And that's an easy thing to understand. It's an easy thing to, 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 to see through. But this luxury jet story was stunning. Luxury jets are selling like wildfire. And not only new jets, but used jets. Gulfstream and Embraer and 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 all, all the rest. Cessna uh getting uh, in into uh the, the, the mix. The existing one is the latitude, they now have the, the longitude. Uh, coming out, uh, the Pilatus aircraft, which is out of Switzerland, um, is is now uh, entering into uh, into the fray. Uh, Bombardier uh, is going to have something called the Global Seventy Five Hundreds, the largest purpose built corporate jet. So the new models are selling, and then the used models, the old models, which used to sit for years without buyers, are gone. Absolutely gone. And one of the questions is why. Why is this? Well, why this is, is because of a corporate tax decrease from 30 plus percent to 21 percent, freeing up a tremendous amount of cash that is being put into the economy in regards to these purchases. Now, this is where the conversation, I think, gets fascinating because I I went through this, you know, super quick. I went through this like like as fast as, as I can as you as you can believe, I can't describe it as fast as I went through this. And I said to myself, this is a conversation about taxation. This is an interesting question for for Joe Donnelly. This is an interesting question for Democrats in red states running for re-election. This is an interesting question for Democrats all over. They're buying luxury jets because of the tax cuts. And the response that you would get from a uh, low IQ individual who has never once thought through a subject is, oh, yeah, sure, sure, those, those uh, corporate fat cats with their luxury jets. What about the people? Who the hell do you think makes the jets? Rich people might buy the jets, but they're not necessarily the ones making the jets. Who's making the parts that the Jets utilize? You see, they don't want you to believe in the idea that a purchase means a whole bunch of other jobs down the line. Hollywood is a great example of how this works. You think of Hollywood and you think of making movies and studios funding movies because really studios are nothing more but uh, people in the banking business. That's all That's all they do. There are no more studio players and there are no studio uh, films, things like that. That's not, not how it works. Even Marvel doesn't work uh, totally in, in that way. But the, 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 the ancillaries, the, all the other things that benefit from the creation of that movie aren't just the actors and the grips and things like that. It's the dry cleaner who's in charge of making sure that the uh, 
that the costumes are back in time. It's the lumber yard over here because you're building another set. It's the craft services, which is the food catering and everything else, and all of these other businesses. And then, well, if craft services is such a big deal, you're going to need yourself a good organic grower of, of uh, vegetables because, you know, they'll only eat organic vegetables, and so on down the line. The creation of things is what creates jobs and growth, not government. Luxury Jets proves that when government gets out of the way, when government is reminded that the people's money belongs to them or it belongs to the business entity, they will create with it or invest with it as they see fit, and that creates opportunities. All of this beneficiaries of the tax cuts, not at just the corporate level, but on the granular level of you, me, and we. But I figured let's... Let's rephrase this in a way that people might be able to better understand. And in Indiana, that's easy. Because Indiana Elkhart, which is the northeast of the state, you know what they make there? They make RVs. It is the RV capital of the world. And Indiana-made RVs kick ass. These things are amazing. They are gorgeous. They are epic. Epic. You know what I can't do? I can't afford an RV. I'd love an RV. Not too big. The big ones scare the crap out of me. How do you get that around a switchback? It's, it's too much. A small one. You know, sleep in an RV one night, sleep in a hotel next night. That's, that's me. I think that's, that's a good example. That, that's how I want to do the thing. If you go to uh, my flagship station site over at WIBC.com, there's a story by C.J. Miller who works in the newsroom there. Why an increase in RV sales is good for Indiana and the economy. According to the RV Industry Association, sales of RVs have increased every year since 2012, with more than 80% of the vehicles sold in the U.S. made in Elkhart. Hmm, People were doing well in those Obama days. Buying more and more RVs. In 2017, though, sales of motorhomes saw its biggest increase of 17.2%. Sales of nearly 505,000 vehicles in the United States. 2018 sales are expected to match the 2017 sales, if not, if not more. You see, I didn't go to luxury jets. Oh, those corporate fat cats. No, I went to RVs. Joe Donnelly is famous for doing ads running for re-election here and, and, and not doing a super great job of it. And he does ads in what? An RV. Oh, he's in his RV and he's driving, he's driving around the country. Oh, he's so happy. He's, he's got the RV. I, oh, he's never been so happy in his life. And, and oh, he's running over small children. Oh, he got maybe a puppy. Oh, he's just thrilled as he's driving his big RV. RV sales happen when people have more money to spend on their desires and their passions and not government and government programs and government nonsense and taxation. The same exact conversation that applies to the luxury jet world applies to the RV world. Not in in part, in total. First eight months of, of motorhome sales in Canada... 4.4 percent increase that's canada 
But you know, a good economy seems to have ways of reaching out to other people. This is the RV is of the people, right? But you still got to have a good amount of coin in order to buy one. You know who benefits? All those people in Elkhart, Indiana, who make RVs. And all of those businesses that supply those who make RVs. And all of those businesses that help the people get through their day of making the parts that go to the people who make the RVs. Of course, tax cuts have benefits all the way around. Of course, they're valuable, and of course, they're noticed. Did the mainstream media do a good job of trying to tie it to corporate interests? Sure, they did. Does Americans, or do Americans in their everyday paychecks not notice that they are better off because of them? Of course, they notice. Of course, they notice. No, it's not a big top-line story in this midterm election. But everybody's aware of it, and they will absolutely be aware of it when they go to vote. Uh, And if you've got a a luxury jet or an RV, um, I am looking for friends, and I am accepting applications. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. Where is this uh, Mega Millions? The Mega Millions is at $667 million. And again, I am forced to ask, do I come back to work or not? $667 million puts you at at what? Let I, I said $200 million the other day, but it's gone up. So right. So after taxes, it puts you at what, $250 million? You think you're getting 300 mil? You're getting half of it after the payout in taxes? I'm taking lump sum. Of course I'm taking lump sum. What am I, an if you're animal? you're taking lump sum, then yeah, probably like 250, 275. Let, I'm gonna say, so let's say 275. We'll split the difference. We'll split the difference, $275 million. The question is, do you come back? Now, for me, it's an odd thing because I do two shows, right? I do mornings. And I do, of course, Tony Katz today, uh, which we are working aggressively to have on uh, every station across the Midwest. So do you come back? And uh, I, I have often thought, you know what, maybe uh, maybe I'd come back and just uh, do do mornings. And some people are like, don't wake up early. Come back and, and just do middays. You know, I could see that. I, I can see that working. But do you come back? And my answer is, yeah, I would. Because... The, the conversation, there is no amount of money that could, I think, replace the conversation. However, there are times where I just want to just stop talking altogether and I'm okay with just being completely off the grid. Like, totally off the grid. You, our, our producer Ari, you're going to be taking money and you want to do the most ridiculous, like, the most self-serving, ridiculous things in the world with it. I don't see how this is self-serving. I get a. I told you, I want to get a private jet right. and fly across the country to all my favorite diners, drivers, and dives spots from the Food Network. Right, you and Guy Fieri. You're going to hire Guy Fieri. No, 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 to no. Take no. He's there. not coming. I don't. Oh no, no, no. He's totally coming. And then I grub out, go home, sleep it off, and do it again the next day. That's what you want to do with your money. And then I donate. I said fifty million to Butler to name a Butler basketball. University, where you are a graduate. 
Yes. Where and you are obsessed with Butler basketball. I am. And $50 million goes to a basketball facility that can only be used for that. So I don't want to no – Really? Team, no salaries, no philanthropy, nothing. It's for the basketball facility named after me. So so basically, if, 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 if I have it right, uh, no, no charitable donations, no helping anybody – just so um, very tall people have more places to practice. That's basically that's basically where you are, Ari Castle. Oh, and then it's not like you're buying food for others. You are going to every diner's, di- drive-ins, and dives location so you can, uh, as you said, in pure millennial fashion, grub out. You got me covered, baby. All right, just making sure I understand. Making sure I understand. I... Um, I'm only debating whether or not I return for the people I love and adore. You, you will have already quit, though, right? Oh, I, you will be the first call I make, and there will be a lot of profanity. <laughs> Dude, uh, and, and I will say to you, Godspeed, man. Go have fun and have a good time. I get it. I get it. I don't know if I could. I don't. And my wife says this all the time. You'd quit, and two days later, you'd be like, okay, what am I going to do? You, 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 it, it, no, no, but the point is I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about you. I, this is this is what I want to do. You know I don't have actual hobbies. You know my my hobbies are my life. Uh, that very much it. You know I'm not a guy who's who lives for the weekend so I can go golfing or I can go hiking or, or that that's just that's just not who who I am. My hobby is conversation, cigars, bourbon, steak, wash, rinse, repeat. Right. I, I didn't include some of the more personal things in there because there are some personal things in there. And I, I, oh, those are some of my favorite hobbies, people. Oh, my. Oh, goodness gracious. But that's like all I want to do. That's it. That's like, that's the entirety of, of, of my life. You know, I, and, and so I've, I basically, I've turned it into, I've turned it into this. That, that's what I've done. Uh, oh, I would, however, spend um, a good amount of money uh, calling T.I. a punk. Uh, I think that there would be a little bit of money when uh, these uh, so-called celebs uh, decide that, you know, everything for them is acceptable. And when you do it, it's somehow racist or homophobic or bigoted or this, that, and the other. And just, you know, uh, in in the uh, uh, rhetorical, uh, smack some people around. And T.I. needs a good smacking around. Uh, He didn't like the meeting with Kanye West and Donald Trump, and he's got a problem with Donald Trump. What it is, I don't know, but the rapper T.I. has a teaser video out, right? And it's it's a a video of President Trump. He's heading out of town, and he's saying, well, no, the the, the first lady uh, uh, is is not coming with me. And the next thing you know, it's T.I. in the Oval Office sitting behind uh, the desk there, and in comes Melania wearing the jacket she wore in Houston, I don't care to you, and she rips it off and she's naked and she's dancing for T.I. And and basically, basically T.I. in going after Donald Trump uh, decides uh, that Melania is a whore and, and women are whores. And so, you know, the Oval Office is just, you know, T.I.'s whorehouse and, and, that's, and that's what he's doing. So when, when the National Organization for Women and some of these other women's groups and, and, and really female celebrities, you know, I want where's Lena Dunham, where's Amy Schumer, where are uh, these people, go, you know, and attack T.I. for this kind of disgusting thing? First of all, uh, T.I., honestly, what makes you think you get to score Melania Trump? Honestly, you think you get the first lady? What, she doesn't have standards? You don't think she's got standards? My good, she, she couldn't do Chance the Rapper. She's gonna choose you. 
You're the your choice number one. What is common busy? Next, Post Malone had a busy weekend. You couldn't get there. That's right. Post Malone over Ti. You know that's impossible, right? Because like Post Malone's the weirdest looking dude with the tattoos on his face. It's it's insane. But still, Ti, what a punk. This is this isn't fun. This isn't interesting. And it's not slamming on Trump. It's slamming on Melania Trump. What'd she ever do to you? It's not slamming on Donald. It's slamming on Melania. She never did anything to you. But this is this, another one in the great examples. They're so angry. They are so angry all the time. They can't see straight. They can't think straight. And they do stuff like this. They do stuff like this. I want to know where the women's groups are. Where are the women's groups? To go after them. You know, because... You know, Melania, not for her mind and the five languages and any good work she's done. No, no, no. Just, just, you know, there for her body to entertain you. Good job, T.I. What a man. I'm Tony Katz. Tomorrow, everyone.